Thieves and Thieves. Sunny and Cher, I think it is. Preach a little gospel. Tell a little part of Dr. Hood. They call us gypsies, trust and thieves. <laughs> That's the metal version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd probably, probably be quite good for metal, actually. <laughs> I hit record, by the way. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Look what we should do. Ben, you want to do a metal version of Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves? There we go. Yeah, so you got a, you got a, a version there. If you can do that and send that in, that'd be great. Yeah, man. I might have already done half of it there for you, to be honest, mate. So, you know. You can sample his voice, put it on. Yeah. He won't mind. No, I don't care. <laughs> Afternoon, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Robots Rise. Bit of a random start that was, wasn't it? But certainly was. Be like a bit of a random one. I like to catch you off guard sometimes. Just yeah. press record when you're not expecting it, especially when you're doing a metal version of Share. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was fun. But it's um, I was to listen. Well, when I say I was listening to it, it was on on the radio as I come up. So it's one of those stuck in my head. Oh, my Boom. Well, I was on like you listen to BBC Radio too, don't you? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my my um phone for some reason is not connected. I was telling you, first yeah. world problems. My Bluetooth won't connect to my van. So I had to, instead of listening to either music or podcasts, I had to listen to radio stations, which are all fucking awful. Yeah, all the shit with um, um, the advertisement does my tits in. It's like 15 minutes of advertisements every, like, 10 minutes. Mm. You play two songs, you present to go, hi, this is, I don't know, Cher, Tramps and Thieves. <laughs> yeah, the metal then, version. Yeah, the metal version. Right, ACDC. <laughs> I think it'd be quite good, actually, as a... As a a hardcore one. Uh, it's been done, I guarantee it. Do you reckon? Yeah, probably. Mm, yeah, I suppose it's about some gypsies being fucked, basically, isn't it? I don't know, is it? Well, yeah, getting what they can, money-wise. Oh, basically yeah. sucking a bit of a, you know, for a bit of a, you know, cash. <laughs> and doing all sorts of stuff and being bad and good and... Well, got, not good. got to do what you got to do, I suppose. Yeah. How you been, Robbie Sweet? You been uh, good? Yeah, any, yeah. Any good? Anything happened? Any events? Or have you just been a plane sailing... Except for doing all the stuff in the world that I can possibly fit in in a short period of time than I should be able to have, then, yeah, everything's been all good. Time does need to... We need to get more time. It's like I find myself sanding down tables, right, between after finishing work and going out to do quotes. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I am. What, we're at home? Yeah, just all Mate. sorts of weird stuff. Home is not the place for work. So I come home and I... It was my own fault. It was, I decided to do it. Started standing the table. I had like 20 minutes. And had to again leave to do a quote. I just can't help but work. He's a workaholic. Yeah. Not no. an alcoholic. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you got any shout outs? I mean, you, you've invited. You got some it's, your the mates, fir- it? it's the first time, really, I've, I've ever done it. Um um, because it's been going two and a bit years. I don't really speak to anyone about it. Yeah, so I don't. I don't ever really speak to anyone about it unless they, uh, you know, say, "Oh, I heard this through this," or you know, what I mean. Um, but I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna break my rule and just invite everyone, basically <laughs> in the world. So hopefully, loads of people will start joining. Yeah, man, got some shout outs. Alex Hill. Alex Hill. Um, he, he's uh, a motorbike writer so, as well. So it, I think same as a. Uh, Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill. So yeah. it's his brother. Might actually be. What was his brother's name? I don't know. He didn't have a brother though, didn't he? Alex. I think he was shitter though. Jackie O'Dell. Jackie O'Dell. Um, Why do I get the feeling Jackie O'Dell's had a a shout out before? I don't I know. need to write this down. I don't know. I, I'm going to say it's the um, it's um. A backing singer for... It's a backing singer. <laughs> it's a, She's a backing singer for Adele. Okay. <laughs> Josh Lynch. Josh Lynch. Well, he's he just goes around lynching people. Yeah, probably Egyptians, Tramps and Thieves. Yeah. Karen Barker. 
Karen Barker, she's uh, a dog. I'm <laughs> 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 joking. Shell Murphy. Shell Murphy. Um, uh, that is definitely a tarmacker. Oh, right, okay, yeah. An Irish tarmacker. An Irish tarmacker. Yeah. Shell Murphy and the lovely Courtney Jane. Courtney Jane. Yeah. Um, well, I've got to be honest, that does sound very porny. Courtney Jane. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bang Brothers starring Courtney Jane. Doesn't it? It's got a ring to it. Mm. Maybe she'd call Bang Brothers and, you know, you might get yourself a quick 10 grand or something. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon girls get paid a lot more than that. Probably. Is there any money in porn nowadays? It's changed a lot since I was involved. I ima- yeah. <laughs> Especially the gay side. I, I imagine um, I imagine it's probably dropped a bit. It's got over, isn't it? Because everyone gets it for free now, don't they? You know what I mean? Yeah, how do they make money? Don't they, like, um, they do like personal cams, don't they? I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I've read an article. <laughs> yeah, it's also making a new scientist about yeah, it. I think so, yeah. I think they do, um, 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 yeah, sort of shows and stuff, don't they? I suppose that's another way of getting it for. Because it's live, I suppose. And they have wish lists as well, don't they? Wish lists? Yeah, I've seen that. No, I've never seen that. Wish lists is where they say, oh yeah, um, if you want to buy me something, here's my wish list and mm. on it, and they'll be like fucking Perry shoes from Gucci. I don't know if Gucci do shoes. If you don't, you should. You probably do. Uh, you know, it'd be like, any old thing, perfume, fucking double ender. You know what I mean? What the fuck? Just buy me stuff. I might just set up a, a webcam then and just sit there. With just just with wanking all day. No. Buy me stuff. <laughs> Not even wanking. It's just going to sit there with a wish list up at it and just, uh, you know, kill a, you know, like um, this, kill a puppy every hour. I'll just do that <laughs> until, until everyone gets me what I want on my wish list. <laughs> there are some, there are some like, um, f- like fetish- fetishes where blokes just like to have their, credit card and they're battered like, don't they yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's that about and girls just go ring them up and go give me give me give me 10 grand now and they're like oh, there oh was, i really shouldn't i couldn't afford it we'll do it and then they go all right yeah there was a, a thing on telly a while back um it was like a documentary of the hose like it wasn't called that obviously it the hoe documentary but but um clever girls man but blokes it, was, it was escort escorting or something and yeah. um and she, she used to basically get people bought someone bought a house for her i know didn't it? Someone did bought a house for her. Even fuck her, her house. Did she she even just went. Her? I've got this on the mortgage. Pay it. And they went okay. And they'd done it. Yeah. And you're like, what? Well, I might start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Just treat people like a cunt and then tell them they've got to pay for your shit. Do you know what I mean? Unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, last last shout out, Ruben Fowler. I sent you a message on Instagram, by the way, mate. Ruben Fowler. Yeah. Um. Oh, didn't we do that one last week? No. No. Ruben Fowler. I'm yeah. Sure we did a Fowler. Didn't he sent me a mate, probably. Because I'm, I'm sure I said it was like a brother to Robbie Fowler or something. Or somebody in EastEnders. Oh, yeah. Or, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he sent me a message on Instagram. Uh, but it was in my request box, not my inbox. So uh, I didn't see it for four days, mate. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't ignoring you. I just didn't see it. He and, was. Then you, and then you sent me one he, too. He, t- he texts me in those four days every day, so I'm still going to ignore him. Yeah, fuck that Fowler bloke. <laughs> <laughs> and then you sent me one to... G- you sent me the same message to the Gmail address, mate, but I sent you... A m- it, just it's on Instagram. Yeah, it's a, the thing is, because um, it get because everyone tries to talk to us. I mean, it gets very hard to reply. Sometimes you look at it because you ain't got time to actually reply to it in a day, and then you'll forget because there's another five or six different messages that people have sent. When you got time, you reply to some and you forget. Yeah, it just happens sometimes. So just no, just we'll just go oi, you know what I mean, and we'll go what. Scotty prick. Yeah, answer me message. There we go. Yeah, we've got to do big. 
congratulations, shout out to Utah, aka Luigi Green, because she's only gone and got herself knocked up again. Oh my! Having a baby. Yeah, congratulations. Second and one. Celebrations. I want the word of. <laughs> Do that as a rock version. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Hope you and the family are all good and getting on fine. Mm. So that's um. I think that might be the second. Listener, that's no, it's probably more, but I think that's the second listener that's had a a baby. Ben did. Ben didn't literally have a kid. That'd be a bit weird. So say, yeah, well, that would that would be, um, you know, sort of. I don't know how to describe that. That'd be an episode, I think. Yeah, to be honest. Be. Yeah. I Super said I get I get a um a a robot's rise baby grow made. For cool. That'd be, wicked. <laughs> that'd be wicked. Is that inappropriate? Um, I think well, they're not going to know. No, but everybody else will. All the adults will. What, so? what the fuck? Nah, it's not. Fine, stuff them. That's what I say. Stuff them. Yeah. So, uh, get at us social media. Yeah, man. All that bollocks. Yeah. Just you don't even have to type it in Google. I don't think anymore. It's just, you just know what to do. It just yeah. Just to be honest, with your phone, you just type it in, don't you? Click on the internet thing. It doesn't even come up with Google. <laughs> type in robots rise. It just pop, pops up. That's how fucking good we are now. <laughs> I think everyone figured don't it out. Don't even need our own search engine. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'll get and uh, let us know, and we'll send you some stickers because we're nice guys mm-hmm. and I think that thus concludes our bullshit bit at the beginning yeah always makes pussy scream around here. <laughs> so, episode, Rob. Yes. You, you haven't got a clue. I, I don't think I've told you. No, you haven't spoken to me about it, no. Weather control. Weather manipulation. Cool. Is it possible? Who knows? I suppose so. What do you, you know about it? Well, it's to do with pressures and um, flows of... Well, they reckon, don't they? They reckon the... Um, uh, what do you call it? From... In know. the sea. <laughs> The thing in the Gulf sea. Stream. The Gulf Stream. That's it. I was going to say the big worm. No. <laughs> yeah. The big worm the in the sea controls it. water worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that thing in the abyss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it, they reckon that's got something to do with it because that helps something to do with pressures and um, wind yeah. directions. Moves currents around. But I'm talking about man-made, like human weather control. Can control make it rain? Can militaries control the weather? Well, didn't they reckon that the Russians, or they, they claimed that they made some sort of um, like uh, weather weapon, yeah. and they reckon they used that, right, um, they didn't promote it or say it, but they reckon they used it, at, you know, the um, Russia, whenever it was, was that last year, last year, 18, I can't remember, when World Cup football, Oh yeah. they reckon they used it there because it like never rained, so they reckon, but that's what people were saying, but like... Yeah, like, nah. Well, we'll get into it because it's like I suppose like a lot of the things that you research on, on the podcast, it always seems to be a tiny little, most times, a tiny little bit of truth in it, no matter how mad it is, and and sometimes as well. What's eye opening amounts? What's um a better weapon than Mother Nature? There isn't, mate. It's exactly phenomenal. Exactly. So if you can harness that, you're gonna have some serious. Damage and it won't it won't be toxic to the uh, to the uh, earth. Exactly. After. Perfect. You know what I mean? Not allowed nukes. We'll just make a weather nuclear rain bomb, yeah. which isn't nuclear. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, it's just the power of it is is, is awesome. 
I know, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a new thing, because when you think about it, humans have been trying to control the weather for thousands of years. Like, you know, you see them fellas in the rain fast, going, hey, hey, rain. They're doing the rain dance and that. <laughs> but it works. Yeah, yeah, we know yeah. that, that, that that special rain dance definitely works. As long as you've got that crow on your shoulder or whatever it is, like a stuffed crow. <laughs> you know what I mean? With like a mohawk or something just sitting there. You, you're gonna, it's going to rain. So if you could control it, you would be unstoppable. Yeah. There'd be no question about that. I mean, it would be it would be godlike power. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, some people worship the weather, worship nature like a god. Well, yeah, you think of like the, for instance, I know it's the sun and all that. The Egyptians don't know, you know, the sun yeah. god. It's not really a god, but they they class it as a god because it was something which has given them heat. But it's not a god; it's just a thing in the sky which gives I you suppose, heat. Suppose I mean, in some the respects, the big mega light ball in the sky, yeah, the fireball. In some respects, like if it is, we depend on it. Yeah, well, it is. It keeps it's us alive. A, it's not a god, but it's you know, it's a very important. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's object. Yeah, it's a thing which keeps everything alive. And like because like you were saying like how powerful nature is, um, it would be as powerful, if not more powerful and more effective than than a nuclear bomb, mm. without question. Because you could imagine like invoking relentless rain on your enemy, yeah. or engineering an indefinite drought that causes crops to fail well, and then famines to ensue, starvation. You can, you can even think of the drastic things that have happened in real life. This tsunamis and stuff which wiped out two hundred and fifty thousand people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That what was that? That was um, some sort of mountain or something which earthquake, collapsed, collapsed and I don't know. Or was it? Yeah, because we may have some information. On oh that. my god! Da, 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 da. Could it be a conspiracy alert? Conspiracy yeah. alert! <laughs> yeah, 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 it yeah. really will be, mate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like you could force economies of countries to collapse. You could alter temperatures, like like really ultra cold winters or boiling hot. Summers causing fires to break out. You could make electrical storms, create massive hur- hurricanes, and steer them over people. For instance, do you think it can make it hotter than it actually is, yeah. or do you think it's more of a case of like rain and wind and um, uh, I don't know, like you say earthquakes or something like that? Um, there is there is a certain amount of elevation of temperature that they're able to. Well, it seems they can up. Well, they can clear stuff so it gets hotter, so to speak. Sort so of. the sun can do its damage. Sort of, yeah. Right, you know what okay. I mean? Like you were saying before, um, it's such a, uh, it would be such a clean weapon to use because you'd be able to just batter whoever you wanted with like mad fucking hurricanes for a, a year, you know, 50 hurricanes a year. And then once everything's been destroyed, you just turn the hurricane off and yeah. then just walk in and go, well, everyone's dead and uh, there's no radiation on the ground. The thing is, right, yeah, well, you say that, but I bet it just takes loads. I bet there's like, you know, if Russia have done this so-called uh, raining bomb thing, well, not bomb, but you know what I mean? You see little Vlad in the corner with his fucking generating, and what's Vlad doing over there with that weird thing, pumping it something into the air to make something happen or whatever? And we're like, you know, there might be a byproduct which is worse, but as the, the weapon itself wouldn't be, do you know what I mean? It, yes. That would be just natural. But if if whatever makes it work might end up being a lot worse than we think but yeah, I don't know I'm not a fucking weapons uh, weather weapons weapon expert we- yeah. well you will be after this oh, okay okay. <laughs> always so am an so expert so you can see why these. why um, potentially weaponising the weather would get the attention of governments or militaries around the world you can see why you'd be dangerous wouldn't you yeah if you had that I mean there'd be almost no point in having wars because like you couldn't fight you couldn't fight back 
let's just say Russia had a, a weather weapon and they were like, you're better off just giving in to their demands. Yeah, if they can make, otherwise you'd just be 50 years if of they can make hurri- hurricanes. Yeah, if they can make hurricanes and rain just plunder on for you for a week, it'll fuck it up just for a week. Yeah. It'll completely fuck the place up if you got it hardcore. Well, you see how... You, can't, ha- you can't control anything. Well, if you see how much one hurricane, like how much damage, monetary damage mm-hmm. that, like, invokes in America, look at Katrina and all these ones, they're billions and billions and billions, and that's... Uh, an event that lasts what I mean how long does that last it peaks over a period of I don't know a day mm. but it's you know three or four days I don't, I don't know how long these things go on for but if you were to just batter someone for a like a, two weeks it'd be, it'd be over yeah it would it'd be just carnage wouldn't it so due to various countries actually using the weather as a weapon international committees have been set up to implement treaties designed to stop the military from doing like super crazy mad shit with clouds kind of like a nuclear weapons treaty except with with the weather now when i read that i was like what the fuck mm. weather weapons treaties hang on a second what's going on here yeah again i was ignorant to the extent of you know human capabilities and what we actually can do it seems that it's actually a thing a weather weapon treaty yeah it's called the united nations convention on environmental modification Right, that's that's the one that the UN are. are uh, I think something like seventy-eight countries have signed up to it. It used to be called the Convention on the Prohibition of Military and/or any other hostile use of environmental modification techniques. Nice short title there, isn't it? Yeah, it's easy one to remember. And it, it was set up in nineteen seventy-two, and it's still going still going to this day. So the fact that the UN and a lot of countries around the world, most of them, like nearly eighty or something like that, uh, have signed it, shows that. Not only is it possible, but it actually has been done Mm. and used. Now, the treaty was formed by the UN because at the time, back in 72, America was sort of saying, yeah, we're not opposed to modifying the weather for hostile military purposes. Mm. And the rest of the world was like, you what? What did you say? Yeah, what what, what are you talking about? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) That's not even on my radar. Yeah, what what made you think, what made you say that? Put those words together and make that up. Yeah, now we're scared. Yeah, now we know that you're doing something. So the fact that the US said that they thought it was cool is revealing. We'll open up your testing labs. What are you doing? What have you got up there? What have you got up your sleeve? (laughs) In 1961, JFK said to the United Nations, we propose further cooperative efforts between all nations in weather prediction and eventually in weather control. Eventually is the important word there for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're working on it and eventually that they know they can do it. Yes. That's what it sounds like to me. Yes, eventually. He wasn't saying we can do it. It sounds like they're working on it and eventually we will crack it. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're building a building or whatever and you go... Wow, we, we need to change this and do this. Eventually, you'll get it right. Yeah, they know it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 suspected that he knew it was going to be reality. So after having JFK shot, President Lyndon Johnson said this in, <laughs> in 1962, and it sounds like something from a, a movie, like it's sort of like you know the takeover has started. Yeah, yeah. He said, "From space, the masters of infinity will have the power to control the Earth's weather, to cause drought and flood, to change the tides and raise the levels of the sea." To divert the Gulf Stream and change temperate climates to frigid, he who controls the weather controls the world. It's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, so he's talking about causing droughts, yeah. floods, creating insane tides, freezing areas of the earth, playing God. Yeah, be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> so that timing, the timing of that, well, 1962 when he said that, kind of indicates to me Cold War fear. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's 
it makes you think though, doesn't it? But back then, like obviously they've been practicing or doing something, but you know, did they actually use it back then? Did they actually do it, and that's why this treat is propped up because they've someone's gone. Oh, and gone a second. Something's been used. Now we yeah. need to make a treat to stop this or something. Well, this is where my my research sort of started, and I was like, "What you say stops?" That's yeah, the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was reading that, I was thinking, "Hang on a second. There seems to be more yeah going on here than I than I thought, or what I thought was even possible." But these these people back in like Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson, they weren't the first people to be thinking in that way it's not new in the in the uh, late 1800s late 1800s um rainmakers they were dudes hired by farmers and they had like these big copper brass trumpet things that yep. pointed in the sky and then there was like a compartment at the bottom and then you'd put like chemicals in and burn it and it would go up into the sky and allegedly cause Help. rain yeah by seeding the clouds yeah there's no evidence it works because obviously like <clears throat> that's the problem with a lot of this stuff the weather's so unpredictable how can you how can you say that what happened is is definite? Especially well, especially in places like the UK and stuff. I mean, it can be sunny one minute and pissing down the next, and yeah. you know, especially around this time of year when it comes up to April, it's just fucking one minute's boiling hot. Next, literally ten seconds later, you've got to put your coat on. It's yeah. dark. It's light. It's raining. It's not raining. It's a hurricane. There's yeah. p- pigs in the sky. You know, what I mean, there's all sorts <laughs> of things going on. In the 1950s, US scientists said that um, without immediate action, the Soviet Union would be getting ahead of the rest of the world and be able to control the world's thermometers. That's a bit fucking random, The world's thermometers? Yeah, it just... I mean, it made me think, is that global warming? Nah, it's not. Yeah, may- maybe the Russians have, have uh, invented global warming and they're <laughs> making it happen. Yeah, fake news. Fake news, fake news, everyone. So you can see that weather modification, especially the use of that for weapons, was something at the forefront of like 1950s and 1960s military minds and it, in all likelihood it's been ever since do you know what I mean mm-hmm. you're not going to forget about something that seemed to be getting their attention and uh, you know they wanted to divert whatever resources they had into that at the time there must be something towards it there must be something in there mm. then I dug a little further and there was a US Air Force document written up in 1996 so it's a little bit further on down the line Yeah, yeah. And it was titled Owning the weather as a force multiplier in 2025. Owning the weather as a force multiplier? Just makes your, your capabilities 50 fucking times badass. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I suppose, because if, if, you, you know, if, you, if you've got certain planes, you can have a plane fight with someone. Just say, yeah. plane fight, plane fight. <laughs> yeah. You could just put like horrible weather over their base, or, like tr- hurricanes and all sorts, and they can't fucking fly, and you just go, pow. Yeah, just fucking, yeah. but just leave them to like, yeah, yeah. get blown away. <laughs> we need yeah, to yeah. fire a shot, yeah, mate. Yeah. So this is, um in this document, they say that the US Air Force said that the Department of Defense, the DOD, is is uh, in in need of further funding for research to t- to figure out the technologies that are going to be required to do this. And they talk about making it rain, using lasers to disperse fog, modifying and steering storms to, to support military objectives on the ground. And they also explain that, like a tropical storm, on average, will have the equivalent power of ten thousand one megaton hydrogen bombs. Mm. So that's a fucking lot of power, isn't that it? You is know what a lot I mean? Of power, yeah. And they also break down the cost in this document uh, that Hurricane Andrew had on Homestead, Homestead Air Force Base in Florida. It caused fifteen billion pounds worth of damage on that Air Force Base alone, what? which resulted in the loss of like aircraft. They had to get a load of aircraft out of there when they knew it was coming. Just fucking move. You know yeah. what I mean? Sensible. Fifteen billion sounds like that. Sounds like 
a liability to have that amount of money in an infrastructure yeah, just, well, in yeah. a hurricane area. Yeah, but if a fucking boat costs, like, you know, when they build these war boats, they cost something stupid oh, as man, well. It's mad, isn't it? 24 billion, you're like, just get a fucking ferry. Go to the moon for that. Just get a few guns on the ferry, on the next ferry, and just see what happens, because it'll probably just get sunk in four seconds by a plane anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, like that one that we had, we released a couple of years ago, and it had a leak. <laughs> yeah, you spend like billions of pounds on it, and it just doesn't float. <laughs> it's it. Yeah, we've got a leak. A fucking leak? Yeah, yeah. It costs billions? <laughs> so, obviously, you can see the implications of forming and directing hurricanes over a military base from that example alone, costing 15 billion. I mean, you could significantly reduce the armed forces of an enemy, you could smash their capabilities. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just fucking batter them. And they're also mentioning the um, modifying the ionosphere, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit later on. And they were all the, one of the main things they were interested in regarding what was feasible for the technology at the time was communication dominance and create and creating virtual weather. Do you ever remember a game called Red Alert? Yes, which was like I think it was like ninety early nineties. They had a weather. Um, uh, Attacking system on that, didn't they? Where you could cause like, like all sorts of weird Did shit they? to go off. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I have to have a look. What was it? Can you remember more about it? But uh, um, you built a thing, and <laughs> <laughs> and he had a timer and it built it, and then you. What was the weapon shoot, called? I don't know. Fucking weather bomb. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was weather. I don't know. You have to look it up. It's Red Alert. That game. I remember it. It's a brilliant game. But it's like a weather machine. Weapon, yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was called, but I just it just as you were talking about it, it just made me think they'd done that. They were made that in the on a game in the nineties, so it makes you think they obviously were, was thinking about obviously been happening or been thinking about it happening before that as well. So no, definitely, mate. Yeah. So this is a quote, a direct quote from that document. Mm-hmm. While some segments of society will always be reluctant to examine controversial issues such as weather modification and the tremendous military applications. The um, the result in us not doing it is far greater than us doing it. So they're basically right. saying, "Fuck you." Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because you can, like you say, you can win all sorts of shit with that, can't you? Mm-hmm. If shit hits the fan, you just get fuck it. It's a theoretical document. It wasn't like it was more like a um, a proposal indicating that they have the technologies spread out. If they bring them together. Might be able to fucking do it. Could it be used for good though? For instance, why you know if there's famines in places at the moment, get get fucking whoever's got this rain cloud machine and put it over there, or whatever it is. Obviously not a rain cloud machine. Whatever they do, you know, make it rain. <laughs> yeah, I mean? well, when we go into some potential or alleged techniques used, you'll see, you'll see why that they can't do that. Mm-hmm. But all this sounds great, you know what I mean? Modifying the weather, but how the fuck would the military? Go about controlling entire. I mean, they're ma- the weather systems are enormous, hundreds if not thousands of miles in size. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, it just doesn't seem possible when you see like a hurricane or a storm front or, or you know a, a rain system moving in on the wet on the TV on the weather channel. That thing is fucking massive. Yeah, it's like in our instance, it's like literally is the size of the UK coming in. Yeah, usually and then it fizzles out, doesn't it? But it's it's there and it's the size of the UK. It's not like it's not a small. mile right wide, yeah. you know what I mean? So, And when they say also that the average storm contains 10,000 hydrogen bombs, mm. it's a hell of a lot of power to contain yeah. and manipulate. But after researching this, it's it's not quite what you think it is. I mean, like, you can release the power of a, of a million oil drums with a single match. 
You don't have to have enormous amounts of power to, to control to, yeah, to make it start. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just need like the uh, the uh, materials to make it happen. You just need a trigger. Yeah. You just need a trigger and the know? materials for it to to do it, but it doesn't mean it uses much energy for it to start. So let's have a look at some of the technologies and methods used in weather manipulation, and then we'll go into a few real world examples, things that have right, actually happened. Okay. Some of them are, are, are like uh, bullshit. Um, and others are seemingly... Well, it's up to you to make your decision. You know what I mean? Mm. You know the drill. Yeah, yeah. So cloud seeding. This is the go-to technique in weather modification. Cloud seeding. Yeah, it's been around since at least the 1940s. Okay. And the rainmaker dudes in the late 1800s with their little trumpets pointing up in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Seems like they were trying the same sort of thing. Right, okay. Uh, and it's it's probably the most used technique to date, I think, in Weather manipulation. Okay. It's a bit chemtraily though. Do you know about chemtrails? You must know about chemtrails. Mm, possibly. Where people, you know, you see the contrails in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think that that um, aeroplanes are kicking out chemicals that control people's minds. Um, I've never heard that. No. <laughs> okay, it's yeah. the most craziest piece <laughs> of shit I've ever heard. That's what I mean. Because that. Sounds nuts, mm-hmm. right? But what we're about to go into is real. Okay, okay. This is why it's a bit, you're like, okay, man. Maybe maybe there's a little bit of truth. Somewhere. That's what I was saying <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the idea behind cloud seeding is to try and influence the amount or type of rain falling from a specific weather system. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds harmless, but you could you could use it for sinister purposes. Like, you know, in order for rain to fall, you need clouds and moisture, obviously. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the sky also needs to contain small microscopic particles like just floating about, minding their own business, Mm -hmm. like dust, sand, little bits of tiny microscopic particles of ice, sometimes salt particles. And these particles help moisture and ice in the clouds condense into water drops, which then get affected by gravity and fall as rain. It's like the water vapour clings to the the particles. Right. So seeding is is carried out using aeroplanes. They f- basically, they fly up into the weather system and shoot out tiny particles. Now, these are usually microscopic sort of size pieces of silver iodide and potassium iodide. Okay. A silver iodide has many uses. It's used in antiseptics and um, also in, like, photo development shit. And uh, potassium iodide is a form of salt. Okay. So they're trying to sort of utilise what's up there anyway, I think, with the potassium. There's a few different types of chemicals that they use for different conditions because mm-hmm. not all conditions require the same shit. Uh, that method, shooting shit into clouds, is called static cloud seeding, um, condensing already you know, present moisture, manipulating the local conditions to force it to rain. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Then there's another uh, method called dynamic cloud seeding, and the aim of dynamic seeding is to try and manipulate or boost vertical air currents in the clouds, which causes uh, cold air from below filled with moisture to, to rush into the gap and raise up and come, sort of fly up the columns, okay. dragging in more moisture as it comes. Yep. Uh, and they do this by shooting large amounts of seeding material into the clouds. It's a bit more complicated. And if successful, it can actually make clouds form which is weird. So there'd be no clouds there. They and can suddenly make, make them yeah, okay. by forcing the moisture from the low levels into the higher levels where it cools and it condenses. They can make clouds appear where it'll eventually rain, which oh. is different to static, which yeah. is forcing already laden clouds yeah. into... But there's there's loads of devices used 
in um in weather modification. I was like, okay, okay, I've read that. Is there any are there any sort of is there like a, a physical trail to, to to see how far along we've come with mm-hmm. weather modification? Are there any designs or any inventions or shit like that? And there is. Now check out some of these weather patents that have um, have been sort of copyrighted patents, patents. Patents, patents, same same thing. I Let's call the whole thing I off. Think you've just said that in the UK and American, I yeah. think. So it's all right. So I'm gonna go through a couple here. So it, it kind of it'll like open your eyes to the fact that there are devices out there designed to do shit involving weather manipulation. Okay. So it's definitely real. 1969, July, weapon, uh, method for producing rain from the atmosphere. Sounds innocuous enough. Mm-hmm. June the 30th, 1970, artificial ion cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Is that laughs> the Soviets do that one. <clears throat> no, this is in America. Oh, is it? Yeah. All these are from the US uh, Patent Office. Mm-hmm. Um, October the 20th, 1970, control of atmospheric particles. December the 8th, 1970, method for cloud seeding. So it's just one of the methods we spoke about before. February 1971, system and method for irradiation of the planet's surface areas. What the fuck? Who's done that? What nutters decided to do that one? I know. I don't know. We'll just make it really hot and radiate the place. (laughs) June 1974, rockets having barium release systems to create ion clouds in the upper atmosphere. It's getting a bit more Star Trekky now. Yeah, especially now, mate. Yeah, February the 24th, 1976, Vortex Ring Generator. Remember that one. That's going to be important in the second half. Okay. May 1975, communication systems utilizing modulation of the characteristic polarization of the ionosphere. Now, that is also important. Okay. Which will become clear. In the second half, August 77, method for apparatus for triggering substantial changes in the Earth's characteristics. What does that mean? The characteristics of the Earth? patent that or patent that? I'd be like, I don't even know what that means, really. It's it's mad, isn't it? Just get this gun thing and fire it in the sky. Okay, I'll just patent it. I can't (laughs) be asked to listen to you. (laughs) It's yours. (laughs) Check check this out, mate. September 83, atmospheric modification satellite. It's an orbital platform that can change the weather. Uh-huh. Satellites which can do it. Yeah. March 1987, method for producing cumulus clouds. March 1991. Cucumber clouds. Cumber clouds, yeah. yeah. March 1991, creation of an artificial ionized clouds above the Earth's atmosphere. And the last one I want to mention, which is in my opinion going to be the most important one, is... Um, 1991, August the 20th, artificial ionospheric mirror composed of a plasma layer which can be tilted. That's really fucking important. So it's like you can aim it sort of thing. A mirror made out of the ionosphere yeah. with a plasma layer. <laughs> which can be tilted. And aimed yeah. at will. Yeah, so aim it over that farm over there. Aim it on Gary because we hate Gary's. Gary! <laughs> there's shitloads of, of devices. Yeah. There's fucking, obviously, you can imagine there's loads. So let's go through some examples of humans playing God with the weather. Before, we'll do some, like, uh, believable ones, ones that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll go into the, the madder shit. Okay. We'll start off with Project Cumulus, which is here in the UK. And it ran from 1949 to 1952. Now, the particular incident we're going to talk about occurred during August 1952. Mm-hmm. The Royal Air Force were flying sorties 
over North Devon conducting cloud seeding experiments, which may have resulted in massive flooding that affected only one village called Linmouth. Okay. It's, mate, it's nuts, this one is. A storm of tropical intensity hit the village, like, really locally. Like, yeah, yeah. that village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's like going in the garden, there's a cloud on you, above yeah. you, just going... It's like those comedy, like, comedy, like, cartoons where you're walking down the road and the cloud's following you. Yeah. It's just, just pissing down on you. Yeah, it caused flash flooding, uh, landslides, avalanches, boulders are just flying down mountains and just smashing the shit out of everything, mate. Um, like, 35 people were killed. Some were dragged out to sea and, and never found. 100 buildings were destroyed. 28 of the 31 bridges in and around the town were gone. 420 people were made homeless. There was 250 times the amount of normal rainfall fell in 24 hours. That's some serious battering, that is. They reckon 90 million tonnes of water fell out of the sky overnight on one little fucking village. That's crazy. That is that is nuts, isn't it? You wish you had one big water barrel for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Collect all that. <laughs> one big water barrel and one, one big uh, guttering system. <laughs> Collect it all. Amazing. It might it's it's whether I don't know whether the RAF seeding cloud seeding experiments that they carried out were actually responsible. I mean, a it lot could of have been a fluke, could have been, but it but it, it seems to be that it could have most likely been this because they've been seeding the clouds and doing all sorts of shit. Yeah, well, I, I thought to myself, if you went up to the military and said, "What are you doing, lads? What were you doing flying up there?" And they're like, "Oh, we're uh, we're trying to make it rain," and then the next night that happened. Or that very yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like tropical, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So from that brief explanation, we can see that cloud seeding would be, like you say, welcomed in certain parts of the world, experienced drought, you know, like agricultural reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Africa needs a bit of rain, doesn't it, a lot of the time for things to grow? Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the first known uses of cloud seeding were for combat and war, and we're going to cover a few now. Uh, a top secret project called Operation Popeye was a military cloud seeding program that ran <laughs> from <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it ran from 1967 to 1972 and it cost 3 million a year during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. This is a, a real life example of, of weaponized weather. This act this happened okay for a fact. The objective of Popeye was to prolong the monsoon season over specific areas of the Ho Chi Minh Trail just to fuck up the Vietnamese su- military supply routes okay. just by softening road surfaces, causing oh, landslides. It ages to get to somewhere or whatever. Yeah, just yeah, fuck yeah. them up, basically, so they can't get their shit through. Uh, literally changing the conditions of the, um, of the battlefield. Mm-hmm. That's what they were trying. The 54th Weather Reconnaissance Squadron carried out the operation, and their slogan that they'd put on the side of the planes was, Make Mud, Not War. <laughs> Make Mud, Not War. Yeah. Cool. It started on March the 20th, 1967, and ran through the whole rainy season each year until 1972. And the rainy season is apparently March till November. Okay. What they did is they f- they used three C-130 Hercules, whatever the fuck. <laughs> planes, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. And... Um, F-4C Phantom fighter jets, and they flew two missions a day. Now, they were officially flying weather reconnaissance missions, but really they were doing some sneaky cloak and dagger clandestine shit, fucking with clouds, blasting lead and silver iodide into them from flares mounted underneath the wings. They just go, just twice a day. Into the clouds? Yeah. They did 2,000 missions, and they dropped a total of 47,000 chemical canisters. All with the objective of fucking with it. It's mental, isn't it? I know. I know, yeah. 
Apparently it worked because during the testing phase, they seeded a cloud system which dropped nine inches of rain on US special forces that were camping out in a four-hour period, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, and during the active combat real-world use, some of the lads involved, like flying the planes, reckon there was seven inches of additional rain per year in the area where the jets were deployed. Yeah, so they reckon it's got a knock-on effect, like it's happening but year it doesn't, upon year now. It doesn't sound a lot, because they said seven inches, but... In the rainy season, doesn't sound like a lot because they re- they also said that it, it rained nine inches overnight. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like I know it's a partial success. I don't know, but like again, it's difficult to. But if it prolongs stuff, as in like the war happening, then well, them getting closer to to fight, then it's a success, I suppose. That's how you got to think of it. If it fucks them up, it fucks them up. Yeah, yeah. If it slows them down, yeah. It's always a winner, isn't it? If you're fighting someone or racing someone, if you can slow them down a bit. Winning winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. So all this came to light in the Pentagon Papers, which was a report on the United States political and military involvement in Vietnam. And people were like, you what? The fuck are you doing? And that's when the weather treaties were signed. Oh, that's when they, they, they clocked onto it. I mean, yeah, because they were like, nah. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Let's sit around this table and let's make a treaty up. Yeah. They all, the, the, the Americans also tampered with the weather over Cuba in 1969 and 1970. Now, they cloud-seeded weather systems to try and destroy the Cubans' sugarcane crops. <laughs> Bastards, aren't they? <laughs> Mate, I think everyone's a bastard. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> they are, everyone's doing something dirty to someone, aren't they? I tried to find uses of cloud-seeding that were not intended to be bad. Do you know what I mean? Fucking people up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of... This one... I suppose it's this one's a necessary evil. It's not necessarily used for good. I don't know. Make up your own mind. Okay. Because in 1986, after the Chernobyl nuclear meltdown, yep. Russian fighter jets were shooting artillery shells filled with silver iodide again into radioactive clouds that were forming from particles coming out of the nuclear meltdown and coming out of the reactor. They were trying to induce rain. So we're effectively trying to wash Trying to out. wash it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the... Because the wind... Before it spreads across everywhere and makes everyone grow like 18 arms yeah, and yeah. like six dicks off the head or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I'd like to see someone with six dicks on the head. Sextuplet dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> sextuplet dickhead. Yeah. Because the the, the uh, wind patterns are going, right, it's going over Moscow. Yeah, we're yeah. like, what? We can't have that. So in total, 4,000 square miles of Belarus got a dose of radioactive rain, all to save the Russian cities. Do you know what I mean? I think it's... Uh, is it's that hard, bad? It's, well, it is, but it's not. Uh, it is, but it's not. I mean, I think the Russians probably did do it to protect themselves. Well, they did. But obviously, but like the, they probably didn't expect it to do be like that over Belarus but maybe they did maybe they're going look if we don't do this it's going to spread everywhere it's rather fucked. than just fuck Belarus up yeah if you've got a choice of fucking Belarus up or or about another six countries or whatever then you probably have to sorry Belarus you probably have to fuck them up a bit well well, people living underneath the, the rain reported that it, it actually it turned black the rain was black black rain falling cool. out of the sky like just oil a, yeah, yeah, just after Russian fighter jets were shooting at clouds. <laughs> and they were like, what are they doing? Oh, my God. Like, people got 20 to 30 times higher than normal doses of radiation in that. It's not, it's not, it's not a good good time from there, was it? You know I mean, up the road, they've had, like, a nuclear disaster, and it's a fucking, they're going, fuck it, that's crazy. And they're looking up, and this thing's been fired into the air, and there's black rain coming down. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> we've been fucked up enough yeah. here as it is. Yeah, it's fucking... And they did it in a 100-kilometre radius of the uh, of the meltdown. So they were just 
forcing it to rain as much as they could. Yeah. It's fucked, isn't it, man? It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So the last example of cloud seeding we're going to talk about is probably the most famous one, and you've all probably heard about it in some respects, and it happened on Friday the 8th of August 2008 during the rainy season at the Beijing Olympic Games opening ceremony, in fact. It was on the evening. Again, this is 100% real. Right, okay. They, in fact, they, they openly talk about it as right. a, a great example of what you can do. So before the Olympics, China was regularly seeding clouds to help disperse air pollution because it drags it out of the uh, of the of the clouds, like you I know, d- like, d- like in Chernobyl. I do kind of love it the way that they it's like a show off thing, but it's also like looking at the like the military people of each country going. What do you think about that, lads? <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, That's what it's yeah. like, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's yeah. what it's like. This is a show, and and it's going to be in the Olympics. But what do you think about that, military yeah, yeah. guys? Yeah. UK military guys, American uh, military guys, just look at them, and they're going, like, sweating, looking around at each other, <laughs> going, what the fuck is... This could be good. And they're sitting there going, <laughs> we know how to do it. It's the Olympic Games often becomes quite political. Well, it does, yeah. Well, what we heard when we know about the, the doomsday clock, where, yeah. for some reason, the nuclear bomb, nearly nuclear oblivion, it only goes up a minute. But yeah, if Russians don't go to the Olympics, it goes up three minutes. Yeah. So apparently... And then, and then Reagan deploys nukes in Western Europe. Yeah. Whoa! Because <laughs> someone didn't throw a javelin. Yeah, yeah, I know. Jump What's, in some sand. I know, it's just crazy. Just, <sighs> just stop being children about it and just let just let them do what they want. Just, you know, if, if they're going to ban you from the Olympics, just go whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do our own one, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're not invited. The Olympic ski. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, essentially, they were concerned that the ceremony was going to be washed out because, like, the day before, Beijing was completely battered, like with torrential rain. Mm-hmm. I mean, can't, can't, can't flocking have that, can we? No. Do you know what I mean? Need so the rain to flock off. <laughs> so the evening of the games, four hours before the ceremony started, holy vook! Look at that in the sky. <laughs> the uh, the army began firing what turned out to be one thousand one hundred rockets into the sky from around twenty locations across the city. Again, using silver iodide. They used a gram per square kilometre, a tiny amount. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of coke. <laughs> yeah. so that's what I mean. It doesn't take a lot to influence it. A gram, yeah. but you just have to get the... It needs to be in the right place. It's like a chain um, reaction. Yeah, if yeah. you can push it over the edge, it will just go on its own. Yeah. So the rocket fire caused rain to fall early on the outskirts of the city. And some like little village villages were getting like four inches of rain. They were like, what the fuck is going on, man? You know what I mean? So there you go, man. At least you're not getting black rain. Yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be in Belarus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you've got a nuclear plant on fire m- melting its way through the earth. Yeah. And black rain. <laughs> Fighter jets shooting shit. Yeah, yeah, sky. yeah. So you can make it rain 100%. Faux, sure. 100%, man. But this, that cloud seeding, it's kind of like the way I can, I try to put it in my mind. It's it's like inducing a baby when someone's nine months pregnant. It's going to happen. Yeah, but it's we're yeah. doing it on our terms. Yeah, we're doing it in our time, sort of thing, and and to our speed. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you can fly over the Sahara Desert and then make a torrential rain. Yeah, yeah. Because there isn't the moisture there. You need moisture for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You need local environmental. Unless conditions you get the fire correct. brigade in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, uh, deserts, spraying water ever for about two weeks. Do you want to shoot one of those ionized things up? <laughs> They just go, hang on, lads. Why don't we just like just use the fire engines to water the ground to grow stuff? Ah, <laughs> oh, bollocks! What a waste of time. Apparently, you can also weaken storms and hurricanes by cloud seeding. So, like, if you know a hurricane's gonna happen or a fucking mm-hmm. enormous storm, which is gonna be dangerous for an area, you can you can shoot the um, the seeding material into the cloud system before it peaks, forcing it to rain, which lessens the power. Okay, yeah, just because that's what yeah, it's yeah. fueled on, isn't it? Yeah. 
So um, what we'll do is we'll have another break now and then uh, get a beer on or something and then come back and we'll go into some fucking mad, yeah. mad tin. Get your tinfoil hats ready. Okay. You're going to need I've literally got one tinfoil hats. I've got one in my pocket and I'm going to get it out. <laughs> In the room. Ever heard of harp? Isn't that something you play? No. But the Irish well, it like is, it. but it, the Irish and it's on a Guinness. It's a drink in it. Yeah, but it's also on a Guinness. Oh a yeah, harp, it is. Yeah. Do harp are, do, is the same brewery that make Guinness make harp? Fuck knows. It used to be a lager. I don't yeah, think it's around. I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is Guinness make harp house. <laughs> so harp. Yeah. When I was researching this, it sort of became pretty apparent that you can't. You know, do a podcast on weather manipulation without talking about it. Um, it stands for the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. If you heard a weird noise, and that's my cat licking my beard as I'm talking <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> it did sound like like a podcast. <laughs> yeah, for a second. So you may hear <laughs> like sporadically through this. Yes, yeah, so it's um the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. It's a huge fuck off array of antennas and like high-power radio transmitters, initially based in Alaska, like out in the middle of nowhere. And it's used for studying the ionosphere, which starts about 45 miles up and ranges all the way out to approximately 630 miles. It goes into space. Okay. And HARP is allegedly uh, a descendant of Nikola Tesla's technology. Okay. Da-da-da-dum. The man who was super advanced who was going to give away free electricity to everyone. Yeah, he could make earthquake machines and, and took buildings down. And all of a sudden, down. you know, he just sort of like... Died penniless. Yeah. Do you know the first people to gain access to Nikola Tesla's apartment after he died and his safe? Do you know who that was? It's probably fucking geezer made light bulb or something. Donald Trump's family. Was it? I think it was like Trump's granddad. Oh, is that where that weird... Uh, I remember seeing something about the conspiracy about the book and the time machine. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. linked to yeah. it? Yeah. Ah! Trump's Crazy. a time traveller. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So th- there's a worldwide array of these harp antennas that can, if they want, all work together. There's probably like... Some, I think there's like 20 mm-hmm. p- positioned all around the globe. The original facility in Alaska isn't under government control anymore. It was set up in 1993 and in 2015... The, um, the government sold it to the University of Alaska Fairbanks for like their own research. Yep. And this is what HARP does, according to them. This is what is off their website. We use electromagnetic frequencies to fire pulse-directed energy beams in order to temporarily excite a limited area of the ionosphere. When they say excite, they mean raise the temperature by several hundred degrees. Okay, so it makes everything just go like towards it and go fucking really, really bring everything from down below up to it and everything. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be pretty fucking excited if you heated me up to 300 degrees. You know what I mean? I think I'd be dead, mate. So the US and other countries around the world wanted to use the ionosphere for radio communications and surveillance by (laughs) bouncing signals off it at high altitudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy, mate. Uh, This is done, like, like they said, by exciting or manipulating the ionosphere using an instrument called the IRI, which is the Ionospheric Research Instrument. 
It's a bit vague, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was going to be Irish Republic. Uh, <laughs> Instrument. Yeah. So it's an antenna. It's a big antenna array that focuses a mad amount of power through ELF, which is uh, extremely low frequency radio waves. As, like a small localised, they say small localised area of the ionosphere, causing it to heat up. Mm-hmm. Which then changes its properties in the process because the heating, literally injecting heat into it, increases or decreases its physical density. Right, okay. Which then they can, because the air is physically changing, it's getting thicker or thinner. Mm-hmm. That affects radio waves. Yeah, yeah. You can bounce it off it. These changes are studied, giving scientists and engineers insights on how to improve communication and navigation systems, as well as increasing the accuracy of GPS systems. Mm hmm. And if it can be used to improve communications, it can also be used to fuck about with them. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You gain insights in how to do... Well, you could also do all sorts of shit to radar and stuff, can't it? Do you know what I mean? You could do anything really, can't it? It really can do anything. Yes, it can, yeah. For defence purposes, large regions of the atmosphere are, are heated up and literally pushed higher... And raised out into space, so much so that incoming enemy in intercontinental ballistic missiles f- will fly through these elevated regions mm-hmm. and just experience mad forces that they weren't expecting. You know what I mean? Okay, the, yeah, and yeah. Causing them to fuck up. Like if you're a missile traveling at Mach six in the upper atmosphere, almost through a vacuum, and then suddenly, and then in the freezing cold, and then suddenly you hit a, a, a warm pocket of dense air. It, you know, it's like hitting concrete. Yeah. It can cause them to fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It's clever, isn't it, man? Yeah, yeah. But like hitting a brick wall. Yeah, yeah. So it can raise the atmosphere so high that satellites in orbit can be affected because we know the ionosphere goes up to 630 miles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Space is what, 60 nautical miles, 100 nautical miles? Unless it's really stupid if you drive in a car, you can get there in 45 minutes or yeah. something. So they could potentially, if they wanted to, influence other countries' satellites mm-hmm by forcing them to travel through dense po- uh, pockets of, of, of atmosphere. That's what it sort of sounds like. Yeah. I've no idea if they can actually, I mean, they say they can, but can they? I don't know. Is it just a, a threat, you know what I mean, just to make people go, ooh. I mean, things like that, it's, they, probably, they probably can in a way, but probably not as well as they say they can. Well, they, they say because they can heat the atmosphere up, the ionosphere. That's mm. definitely, definitely real. This this um this heating affects wind patterns because cool air rushes in. Because yeah, if yeah. it's rising up, cool air rushes well, in from below. Fill the fill gap, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it drags in moisture. Yeah, yeah. And then the moisture rises up, which is exactly how hurricanes start. Nice. Moisture, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they accidentally figured out they could use it to manipulate the weather. Like an unsuspected spin-off, maybe, or it might get my Tim Fall hat on now or yeah, a bit too early, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe have a twitch and look at it. You <laughs> yeah, know I mean? yeah, yeah. Just reach for the hat now. Yeah, just just put your hand on it. Think about it. Just reach for the hat. Yeah, have yeah. a good thing. Go, shall I? Shall I put it on now? Mm, I'll give it. Let's see what the next thing says. So, we'll so all this, it all sounds top secret, mm-hmm. but it's not. Nope. That you can drive up to the facility in Alaska, and they they occasionally like have open days, and they let the public in. You can just walk around. But this is where it starts to get a bit a bit sci-fi like. They can make giant lenses in the sky. Nice. By altering the density of the ionosphere. Now, these lenses, the lens's physical shape can be altered and changed so they can bounce beams of energy off it in different directions. 100% fact. Bang, Russia. It's, I mean, remember, remember the device I read earlier? 
in that in that section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, August, pa- the pattern bit. You were yeah, on yeah. About, yeah. August nineteen ninety one. Artificial ionospheric mirror composed of a plasma layer, which can be tilted. I was like, "Fuck, really? Oh my god!" Sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they initially used it for over-the-horizon communication and radar, but now people are saying it's been used to bounce sort of sinister, high-energy particle beam weapons. I mean, it sounds crazy, that, doesn't it? It does, but yeah, there's all sorts of weird shit going on in there everywhere. It it sounds nuts. The governments are just fucking bonkers. Well, yeah, they're just throwing money at anything. Yeah, but, but they're also doing weird... Espionaging shit and causing <laughs> all sorts of weird things through stuff where you go, you sneaky fucker! If you found, it, you know what I mean? It's it's just it's all crazy. See that high energy particle beam weapon shit? I was like, really? Come on, man! But you got to remember, they said in their own words that they fire high energy pulse directed energy beams. That's what they said. Yeah, yeah. To, to into the ionosphere. High or, energy yeah. pulse directed energy beams. That was their words. And then you've got this ionospheric mirror, which can bounce shit off it. Get la- bouncing lasers. So was Get it, the so angle right, come on. But the thing is, they can change the angles, yeah, man. Yeah, because, yeah. like, as well as going up, shooting shit up, the ELF waves can also be directed down. down yeah, so it can be aimed up to the the, the part of the plasma um, mirror thing. mirror. Whatever the, what the fuck it is. <laughs> and bounce back down over somewhere. But there are real-world applications that mm-hmm. kind of help geologists locate pockets of different density materials, like in the like oil and gas and shit like that. Basically, real-world non-conspiracy shit. That mm-hmm. there's a definite use for that. Yeah. Um, but there's been instances of scientists using the equipment in earthquake-prone areas, and you know, like turning on the transmitter, and at that exact same time, an earthquake hits. Mm. <laughs> it's nice. All, it's all to do with the vibrations and the frequency that harp can transmit at. Apparently, the EL- ELF waves vibrate at obviously extremely low frequency. Like you know, if you have like a, if you're at like a house party and you put your your beer in front of a a subwoofer, it goes yeah yeah jumps about. It's like that. But yeah you, yeah. But you can't hear it. You but can't. You can, yeah yeah. But you can see it sort of thing. Yeah yeah. It's below it's low below the threshold of human hearing, and it seems that these vibrations. At ultra low frequency sometimes fuck up high tension fault lines like shaking them ever so slightly and causing because they're under pressure causing them to they move are, aren't they yeah yeah and then so it's like it's if an earthquake is primed and ready to go <laughs> I'm back with tinfoil hats on now um, it's it can kind of like edge it over do you mm. know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. get it going so this is what the conspiracy theorists believe now because of this ionospheric mirror the ELF waves that can be bounced around the world using multiple stations, because there's lots of, di- of these different research stations, mm-hmm. position, they can bounce them everywhere, wherever they want, reaching far-off locations, including Japan, and possibly causing the Japanese earthquake and tsunami in 2011. <laughs> Your face is gone. <clears throat> I just... I don't think... That, I, I honestly... What, what have Japan done? Nothing, nothing. That's the cool man. Just fuck them up. Yeah, let's just test some shit out on them. Oh, I, I know it sounds bad. I kind of hope it's true, but I also hope it's not. You know what I mean? Because because it, it'd be interesting to know if it is actually generally can be done like that, 
or if it was just a disaster. But obviously, you don't want it to actually happen because yeah. loads of people died. Well, you know it's what I mean? scary. The implications are yeah, yeah. terrifying. It'd be nice if you could prove it and go, look, don't fuck around with us. We've got this. We can just like rinse everything without really doing anything. <laughs> just firing a la- laser beam. Really. Just an electricity bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can cause a tsunami. Which will pass to you after the devastation. Because that's I mean? what, like, what we did to the Germans in the war, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I looked, I was like, okay, there's got to be, if, that's a bold fucking claim. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, yeah. got to be some evidence. If this is real, there's got to be something that can back this up. And apparently there is. Okay. <laughs> NASA released data from the earthquake, and it's it's pretty fucking weird. Let's just say this. They said that they they noted what they what they call strange atmospheric anomalies over Japan one day before the quake struck. They said what they found was seemingly inexplicable rapid heating of the ionosphere directly above the epicenter of the earthquake, as well as strange lights being observed from the ground and huge concentric circles of clouds appearing smack above the epicenter. Remember that ring, that vortex ring generator? Now, there is videos of this. Is there? Yes. You can see massive rings in the sky. So who would be to blame? The Americans? Yeah, man. (laughs) Americans are fucking up Japan. Again! Stop it! (laughs) So low frequency signals of around 2.5 hertz were picked up for 55 hours before the earthquake and for four hours afterwards. On January the 11th, the low frequency signal suddenly stopped at one o'clock in the morning. Do you reckon someone like, just fell asleep and leant on the button? Went, oh shit! <laughs> went, oh fuck! Well, they may have done, mate, because at 3.30 in the morning, at exactly two and a half megahertz, it just came back on again. They said it's like something was being switched on and off. I reckon Gary at the control centre was doing the night shift and fell asleep on it and woke up and went, oh, fuck. I don't know where that's aiming, but let's turn that off and pretend we didn't do anything. And then obviously, bosh! Cause a massive tsunami. There's loads of information out there why the Earth's natural frequency and 2.5 hertz and ELF waves can disrupt shit, but fucking have a look at it yourselves. You know what I mean? I'm not going to spell it all out because it's just going forever. So let's just get this straight. And ionospheric plasma mirrors have particle beam weapons bounced off them from various locations around the world, causing earthquakes and tsunamis and a nuclear meltdown. I mean, that sounds insane. It does. It sounds crazy. It's, it it sounds like like something like aliens would do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like world world of war. World of war. What's that? No. War of the worlds. Yeah. The other way round, Rob. Other way round. <laughs> war of the world. World of war. What's that? I don't know what that is. But. War of the Worlds, yeah, it's like that where the things come, the pods come down, and suddenly, bosh, yeah, yeah, like that. Also, in two thousand and one, NASA researchers they studied a hundred random magnitude five earthquakes, and they found that they were all preceded by unusual electrical electrical disturbances high up in the ionosphere. So that kind of makes me think that it's not harp. That if they picked a hundred random ones. 100 random earthquakes and every single one of them had weird heating of the atmosphere yeah. above it. It's kind of like, it sounds like it's, I mean, was harp directing, was causing all earthquakes or is that just like a natural occurrence that happens? This is just something it, that the earth does. Maybe before earthquakes, maybe it releases a gas which is, we can't detect into the atmosphere and it's spreading everywhere before it happens. I don't know. Who fucking knows, I'm making man. shit up here. Yeah, of course. And, so then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, maybe that causes that and then it just goes, fucking have it. And then just does what it needs to do and kills about a billion people and then <laughs> carries on. But people on the ground have also been reporting strange lights in the sky just before earthquakes. I'm not talking about like UFOs, more like aurora 
type yeah, yeah, yeah. wavy lights. They appear over tectonic fault lines and seismic activity before, during, and after earthquakes. So this is no bullshit. Again, that's real. Earthquake lights are a real thing. Mm-hmm. And conspiracy theorists say that that what you're seeing is you're seeing the literal heating of the ionosphere. Okay, that's what being like being tampered with by harp. I just don't know, man. I I don't think that's the case. I really don't because earthquake lights have been observed through history way, way before Hart was invented. Mm-hmm. Like back in the, you know, pick a fucking year, the 1400s, there's always, you know, there'll be like anecdotal information about um, well, I was gonna fairy flames on the cobble streets just before actually, the fucking earthquake hit. I was actually going to go 200 um, BC. Can do, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the lights seem to be a phenomenon caused by rocks with a specific quartz mineral makeup being pushed and compressed together at fucking mad we're talking like tectonic plates here. Yeah, it's yeah, unfathomable it's yeah. just like crazy pressures and like tectonic stress and the lights are a possible result of an electrical discharge or voltage being produced by the plates movement and interacting with the the uh, charged atmosphere above yeah, yeah, it yeah. that's what they think it might be mm-hmm. I mean or it's you know harp weather weapons <laughs> Well, you got that to jump back to. So yeah. you, you know, like I always say, um, if you can't explain it, blame the Russians. <laughs> yeah, the Ruskies. You can blame it on Harp now. See? If it's weather related, blame it on Harp. It's all Harp, mate. It's, yeah. all, it's all Harp. If if your Tim Four hat wasn't on, put it on now. Yeah. This okay. is when you definitely need to put it on. Okay. Because it goes a lot, lot deeper and insane, depending on you know how you look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the hurricane season of two thousand and five was. A particularly bad season, uh, and that was coincidentally Harp's highest funding year. They spent forty-five million pounds on electricity alone. What? It's a hell of a lecky bill, mate. Yeah, but Eon are pleased with that bill. <laughs> yeah, make sure they pay it. <laughs> so, so the weather manipulation theorists reckon Harp was used to enhance Hurricane Katrina which was a bitch and a half, obviously. To enhance it? Yeah, yeah. It, it grew to a Category 5. I mean, all storms come from... They don't just appear. Yeah. Category 5. They've got to grow. And that they claim that it was, that's a, a, a telltale sign that it was engineered, that the moisture content was being was being driven by something. Right. Maybe, maybe not. And I they suppose o- the only way they're going to know, they have to do a live test at some point, if they want to know if their theory and their um, efforts work, is to actually do it... That's for real, yeah. for real, y'all. It's like almost not provable. Yeah, um, and they also cite the, the the path that Katrina took as being a telltale sign that it was being steered by heat being beamed off a <laughs> an ion plasma mirror in the sky. Mm. They said because the the hurricane moved in a straight line as opposed to you know natural sort of random sweeping paths, which make them incredibly difficult to pre- to predict. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, they also say there was Global Hawk aircraft flew over the top of the hurricane and heated it up with lasers to weaken it and steer it. Well, really? You know what I mean? They, apparently they created huge holes in cloud systems and hot moist air, moist air rushed in from below and okay. rose up and with the Earth's rotation causing it to spin. It makes it makes a road. You know what I mean? I, I mean, come on, it's man. Cr- it's crazy, but you never so know. It's insane, man. I love it. It's fucking crazy. There's a, the, the US as well, they have a, a sea-based X-band radar system. It's like a big dome thing that floats about in the sea. I mean, oh I'm, right, I'm not okay. a fucking radar expert. I don't know. This yeah. is just what I'm reading, you know what I mean? It's like one of those blow-up tents, but in the water, y- yeah, basically. It, you, like, you see them guys working on like the telecom like things at yeah, the end yeah. of the road. Like, them little yeah, domes those, over. yeah, It's one of them, basically. I like that. You know what I mean? They've thought about them, haven't they? They've, they've gone the workers. Just get pissed on all the time. Yeah, just give do, them a little yeah. tent. Yeah, give the them problem is it gets windy and blows off probably. Yeah. And then they're still getting pissed on. 
can no never one. win when you work outside, man. No, no. So this big, like, um, steerable expand radar system, it's floating around the sea. It can be moved wherever it likes, and it has a phase array radar that apparently can be aimed shooting hurricanes and tsunamis at people. <laughs> Fire you with a dokin. Yeah. A dokin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. This is mad. The scientists have obviously responded to these claims and yeah. saying, no, that's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah. We can dampen and mitigate the effects of a hurricane yeah. by forcing it to rain, but we can't steer it. You can't steer it, but you can you can try you can make it either bigger or smaller, but you can't tell it to go and attack Japan or whatever. I don't I think that the, even if they try and make it bigger, how much bigger they're gonna cause we're talking mad amounts yeah, of energy, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Well like were you saying earlier on what was it some like st- stupid megatons of any of, of a nuclear bomb goes one into one storm. So how are they going to make that happen yeah. to make them make the storm bigger? Mm. It's not going to happen, is it? Uh, you know, you said earlier on about um, can they like burn the sky away, yeah. like to to cause it cause droughts? Yeah. What they do is they spray aluminium oxide, um, apparently, uh, right. like microscopic metal fragments that that get red hot because they ha- they they blast them into the air. Mm-hmm. And they sort because they're very small, they don't fall down rapidly. They just hold it up there by the air currents. And then the uh, the ionospheric mirror beams these mad high energy frequencies onto this area that they know has got metal fragments in. Yeah. The metal fragments heat up and burn the clouds off. Basically, just boil them away. Right. And um, and then it just causes major heat to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. They say disperse the moisture. So, so now you had the one, you had your tin foil hat on. You've got to fucking put a double one on now. Yeah, yeah. This is just they thought of everything, haven't they? Yeah. That they reckon missing the missing plane MH370 may have gone off course because Harp was affecting its radar systems. What? <laughs> I reckon it's all that aluminium they're putting here. It's probably fucking stopped their engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like hitting tin cans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another mad one. This is my particular favourite. Okay. The the shuttle Columbia which dis- disintegrated and burnt upon re-entry, was a terrorist event. Right, okay. It was taken down by a student working at Harp who was actually a, seep- a sleeper Al-Qaeda operative. <laughs> wow. Who came up with that one? Oh, somebody waiting for that. Gary, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> also, all the ozone, all the holes in the ozone <laughs> layer are over Harp sites, like these antenna oh, arrays. Are they? Right. they just burnt it all away. Burn it away, and it's it's going to be the end of the world soon. <laughs> it's be aliens are going to come in with the pixies from space. Yeah, yeah. This this last one we'll talk about um, relates back to the weather modification satellites I mentioned before in that list, um, which according to that, you know, that list do actually exist, and they're being blamed for spreading wildfires. Okay. Which I suppose it's not strictly weather manipulation, but it's definitely environmental manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Californian wildfires are allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. uh, apparently started by lasers being shot from satellites down onto this dry tinder, you know, ground because they'd had droughts for ages, causing fires to erupt and spread like fuck. And there's a lot of people that say they've actually got images of lasers coming down. It's like, come on, I didn't even look into it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a bit too tinfoily to me that one. Yeah, it is. Fucking damn right. Well, why didn't they? The thing is, and it happens all the time. It's been happening for God knows how many years. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I think to sort of sum up, like a telltale sign that a weather weapon is being used would be dramatic weather events, like out of place. 
you know what I mean? Like a cyclone over a, a desert or, or a blizzard in a forest. Yeah, yeah. That shit hasn't happened yet. So it's, it's in my opinion that they're enhancing local conditions at best, yeah, not they, making entirely new ones. But they can't actually, yeah, they can't make new ones, but they can, if they know something's coming, they might be able to enhance it or decrease it depending. Yeah, manipulate the local yeah. conditions. I don't, I mean, I, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think they can go, let's make a thunderstorm. Yeah. Now, over Japan. Yeah, I don't... Might as well use Japan as they seem to be getting battered left, right and centre at a minute. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But yeah, you, I, I think it's the case of they know there's something brewing um, and they either can try and slow it down or speed it up. Yeah. And I... you, all you've got to do is feed it a little bit, I suppose. They know what stuff can help. Just yeah. feed it a bit and that will make it a bit stronger or a yeah. bit weaker, depending. Like we said before, like inducing, uh, you know... A baby, yeah, you know yeah. it's gonna fucking blow. There's that much moisture in the air. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. And when you fucking chuck these chemicals in, these particles that help condense the moisture. Yeah. Away we go. That's it. Yeah. Speed it up. They're not flying over deserts, chucking that shit out and making it rain because there's no moisture there. There's no point. It'd just be like loads of shit falling down. To well, the you won't do anything. No. It dries a fucking yeah, yeah. bone. You can't make it rain unless there's moisture. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So that's where the manip- uh, manipulation. Oh. And your tinfoil hat. Take it off. End of episode. Wow. Well. <laughs> I think um, I think you can say, like you say, I think I don't think they've caused the earthquake in Japan or anything like that. I think that's just I think it just shit like that happens. I'm afraid it's just what happens. You know what I mean? The dinosaurs can get hit by a meter, right? Why can't we have a massive fuck off earthquake? You know what I mean? So um, yeah um, but I think like you said, the most that can happen is is making it rain harder or rain less if yeah. it's going to <coughs> rain. Yeah. I, I like the NASA data, them saying that it was a random, you know, but as I said, inexplicable heating. And, and the fact that, that the they picked up um, a frequency of two and a half hertz, stopped abruptly and then started up two hours later. But could that be part of the earthquake happening before it actually shows? Do you know what I mean? Well, and it's just been picked up on whatever they're using. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I included that bit when they said there's, a, you know, they studied a hundred random earthquakes and it's the same and, and it's th- and you know they all had this weird atmospheric heating and lights in the sky and shit and I'm like well it sounds fucking normal it sounds yeah, like it sounds it's like it's that's what it does like something happens there's a stress underground and somehow it's it's picked up somewhere above ground and then suddenly it happens it must be a thing which a process we're talking of like Parts of continents moving. Yeah, it's, exactly. So even if you can't it, see it or feel it yet, it's going to be doing something. It's like when you have a bad stomach, you know what I mean? <laughs> before, before you have a shit, you, you know, and you know it's going to be bad, and your stomach's going, and you know it's going to be bad. Yeah, That's yeah. what they're reading, that part. And then you go, oh, this is, you know this is going to be bad, and you go, <laughs> and then you cause the earthquake like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. On that note, let's round off then. Yeah, man. So yeah, if you want to uh, contact us, Contact us on Facebook, Google, Google. Yeah, just type us in Google. Type, like I said, anyone just type it in on the internet, and it will come up with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of shit. Um, and then, yeah, send us messages. You know, you can buy a T-shirt if you wanna. Um, yeah, give us a comment. We'll probably write say something back to you. You might like it. You might not. The end. Bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>